And then yeah. you go, there's a lot of rappers that like or artists you go back and like listen to you like damn man you kind of trash not trash <laughs> but like like them lyrics my boy sent me something the other day uh who was it killer cam he sent me one of his songs and I was listening oh, to it and I was like oh this I've dude never, really like rapping about nothing I've never <laughs> like, I've never understood I mean, Cam's yeah, fandom uh, yeah I've, I've never some, understood I mean, his fandom like some of like the Oodles lyrics and noodles yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got a poodle yeah. it's like. I've never understood the fans. Oh, of man. Some of his lyrics were just uh, on another level, on another level. Really but the, but, the, but, the, but the, that was the thing. The beats, like the beats. Oh, yeah, like their like beats. The beats yeah. were like fire. Because they were so. in that Rockefeller camp. Yeah, the so, beats killed. The beats killed. So Kanye and uh, Just Blaze were oh, making yeah. all those beats. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah, like Kanye carried that, them in other ways. Oh, yeah. Like Kanye carried them in so many ways. Uber Canuba, I got them yeah. shooters. Like, like yeah. when he said Uber Canoodles. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I, I've never understood the fan. I never listened to the camera. Man, now y'all make me. No, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, before we start the show. Like, like, before we start the show. Just listen. Just We're just going to listen to this real quick. I've never understood the fandom of Cam. We're going to get right into this. You got to understand swag, though, a little bit. They oh, were, yeah, like, cool swag, guys. Like, honestly, like, Cam, Jewels, yeah. Santana. Oh, yeah, Santana had that. I mean, I mean, uh, Jim, like, they were all, like, cool guys, but, yeah. They thinking they boxes, ain't no way to box this. I just do my own thing, that's the training topic. AK in the tropics, something on my bicep. She calling me chocolate, that's the training topic. Trick it if you got it, cause you can't take it out here. Take the whole deposit, pick her out the faucet. Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, let's run through some news right quick. The first one, to me, is the biggest piece. Tim Patrick has the ACL injury. Looks like he's going to be out for a while. Is that significant or not significant? I know it's significant, so let's yeah. just talk about how significant it is to yeah. that receiver. Yeah, I mean, you know... I think this is one uh, bit of news that came down that was obviously very saddening. Uh, I actually don't own, I don't think, any uh, Tim Patrick. He's just not the type of player mm. that I typically go after. Uh, but I also don't do a lot of best balls, and I think that's where uh, uh, people were seeing a lot of value in him in that mm. Russell Wilson-led offense. Um, I think it's very significant because I think one of the major issues with you know going after a Cortland Sutton uh, and or a Jerry Judy was the idea that Tim Patrick was going to take away some targets, uh, take away receptions, and even maybe take away touchdowns because he was a good, legit wide receiver, you know. Uh, he was always that guy that people talked about as far as, like, being, you know, a very, very good real-life NFL wide receiver. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not a wide receiver you start in fantasy, but someone who was good enough to impact those fantasy players. So now you remove him from the equation, I think it has a significant effect across the board. I think it really affects what this offense was probably wanting to be able to do in 12 personnel or three wide receiver sets. Uh, who do you replace him with? I know people are throwing out uh, K.J. Hamler. You know, he's just a different type of receiver. So mm. it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, in essence, a one-to-one replacement. Um, you know, a couple of beat reporters uh, from uh, Denver uh, are really talking up the overall, overall wide receiver room. Uh, I think that's something I'm just going to have to kind of dive into uh, a little bit more. But I don't think any of them are on that level uh, of a Tim Patrick when it comes to, yeah. I think, you know, that big body wide receiver. So for me um, – I think, you know, if you were getting Judy uh, in the fifth round, you know, it's rare that you see him in the sixth round. So he's just 
pretty much been living in the fifth round. I think, you know, you see a little bit more of an uptick with that. Uh, what that entails from a target, you know, reception standpoint, um, a yardage standpoint, I think it's tough to say, but I, it can only be a positive in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and then I've really, you know, I've been kind of like wavering back and forth on Cortland Sutton. Out of the two, he's really been the only one that I've drafted because mm-hmm. I feel like he potentially has the most upside because uh, he just, to me, seems like more of a true alpha X wide receiver. Uh, Russ is someone who will throw it in the red zone. And I think, you know, looking at, at a big body wide receiver, I've tried, I personally tended to gravitate towards him a little bit more. Uh, so to me, I, now I see Cortland Sutton like a, a guy that I, I will be targeting. Yeah. You know, I like getting him on teams where I feel like, you know, we don't know what it's going to end up like, you know, you know, stats at the end of the year, but he's someone I could easily see 80 to 90 receptions, mm. 12 to 1400 yards and potential double digit touchdowns. And I, again, you just got to go back to the division that they play in. Like the defense is good, but the yeah. division is just stacked with talent. And so potential shootouts. But the real question I have with all this is, you know, what does it do for the running backs and mm-hmm. what does it do for Russell Wilson? Okay. Yeah. Because I think Russell Wilson's been one of those guys, like, we don't know, you know, his potential. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, legit, he's not that far removed from being able to put up, you know, top five QB numbers on a points per game basis when healthy. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at him in this offense that was stacked, you know, uh, ideally a better or more offensive-friendly OC, has yeah. uh, also a running game that's a threat. I mean, and again, playing in that division. So I, I wonder what this does to Russ. I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see if it maybe uh, depresses his value a bit. Uh, if it does, I think it's, you know, I'll probably start trying to get a little bit more shares. But he typically goes after, you know, uh, those, uh, one, those top two tiers anyway. So, it's, I don't know, this is, it's, 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 very, it's a very interesting injury. You know, prayers uh, and shout-out to uh, Tim Patrick. At yeah. least he got the bag before he got injured, though. Yeah, 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 that's true. Dio, <clears throat> I don't know if we've been all that high on Albert O as a tight end. Do you think that some of those targets may go to Albert O? Or do you think that maybe his stock will rise a little bit? See, for me, it's just weird because I was just listening to Abby and just it made me realize or made me kind of consider that this Tim Patrick uh, injury is a mm-hmm. lot more major than what I'm thinking because I, mm. for me, I don't think it really changes much value anywhere. You know, okay. I actually do think it can be as simple as. Uh, you know, out goes Patrick Income, goes KJ Hamlin, you know, yeah. or somebody else. You know, because yeah, he he was probably going to play a lot, but he was still going to be the wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they were still going to use their tight ends a fair amount. Not one, but maybe even both of them, mm-hmm. Albert O and Greg Dosich. Dosich. And like you said, they're probably going to use the running game a fair amount too. Yeah, I think they still have a fullback on their team. Um, you know, I mean, Patrick was going to play, um, but I don't think his value was as significant as kind of what Abby was saying. You know, maybe I have to just kind of reevaluate the situation. Um, I don't think it should move Sutton or Judy mm-hmm. value-wise in the drafts. Um, and if it was, then maybe Patrick should have been being drafted higher than where he was, mm. kind of how I see it. Um, for me, Patrick was being drafted in a place that you would typically typically see a wide receiver three. Um, but for Judy and Sutton specifically, though, I, I'm still cool with drafting either one of them. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. probably lean more Judy now because Judy you can get later. Yeah, you know, yeah. But at the same time, it kind of depends where you're on the board. You know, sometimes you, you just kind of have to fall into players mm-hmm. because they're, they're the next guy 
on the queue and you know it just is what it is but um would you stack them i haven't, no. seen, I haven't seen a lot of denver no, no, stacks no, no. i would, I would yeah. not stack no because if you do it you'd have to take them in like in the fourth and the fifth yeah unless you reach on them in like the early fourth and then judy falls to like the early yeah. six yeah. yeah that would be the only i mean way, but, but if you if, if we're looking at the overall pie you know uh of target you know percentage of targets and you know where they're going to be allocated and you remove Tim Patrick. I mean, who else is really commanding targets? Honestly, I think that team had way more mouths to feed than people were considering in the first place. That's yeah. why I've always yeah. kind of been Somebody was hesitant. Take a hit somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now taking Patrick out of the fold, maybe it helps out even more. Again, yeah. Hamler was coming back. I, yeah. I feel like they have another receiver on the team, but I'm just not kind of thinking about their name. And again, I do think they were going to use both tight ends, and like you said, they're going to use the running backs in the passing game. Yeah. So. Pat, Patrick's gone, okay, that sucks, you know, it's unfortunate for him, but I still think everybody else is still going to get what everybody else is going to get. If anything, it helps Hamler. Yeah. Now, as far as, you know, one-to-one replacement, like you were saying, Hamler is not the type of body as Patrick. Hamler's more of a speed guy. I wouldn't say he's a slot guy. Uh, he's just an undersized, Yeah, he's a speed guy. Yeah. guy yeah. You know? and, um, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy either, so there's no guarantee right, that he, right. you're going to see him 16 – yeah, and the thing yeah, too is like he's still young. Though. I don't think yeah. he got hurt too much in college. And he's a and he's a small frame too, uh, yeah. in my opinion. As I mean, far yeah, as like, say that, but, get, but who's the one that got hurt? Patrick. No, I'm not, not not from an injury standpoint. Small frame from standpoint of like you know what does he offer from a blocking standpoint? And I oh, think yeah. on this team that's important as far as like maybe you know, they're going to use Patrick field. blocking much though. Yeah, I think I think this team was going to operate a lot with play action pass. You know, they I mean you have Javante Williams. Uh, I actually don't really know who their number two is. Maybe Melvin Gordon. Gordon. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Melvin but, gotten. I mean, like he got a pretty good run last year. Like I can see him that was coming last back. Year, a different regime. I got you. I got you. But I can we still see. Him. You just made the point. We really don't know what this team is going to do on offense. That's true. Yeah, you know, so exactly. I mean, we're, we're just guessing right now. For me, if I if they're going to run, I would think they wouldn't use Patrick in the game as much. Mm-hmm. You know, probably go with the more two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. If they were going to pass, that's when I think Patrick was going to play. And if that's the case, him looking. So him. maybe it's not Hamler. Maybe it's. Uh, more Alberto, Greg Dolchik. Um, you know, maybe their values increase a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. I think those two. So that's what I was saying. Do you out a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just kind of trying to speak on what Abby was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. But as far as those two guys, yeah, it does increase their value in my mind. Okay. You know, um, and again, I honestly think they were probably going to use both tight ends anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. this just gives. Them I think more he spoke of, on that like earlier, like in yeah. one of the episodes about yeah, yeah, being high on dosage right. and seeing a double so, tight end. So I think it just kind of helps them utilize yeah. that that kind of. Yeah, you know, and then and, you know, and then maybe some of the RBs see a little bit more love as well, as far as. But, but as far as like in the passing game well, too. Let me ask you, Abby, because again, I wasn't considering it to be this way. You think Tim Patrick was affecting Sutton's value that much? Where yes, yes. Tim, Tim Pat, to, to me, Tim Patrick was good. Number one, they paid him. No, no, I'm not asking if there was good. I mean, you have a lot of good but, know, wide receivers. But, three, the, but I'm asking, do you think Sutton was affecting, like, was almost putting a ceiling a little bit on Sutton's value? Yeah, because I think when you have a good, mm-hmm. like a legit good wide receiver three, I think he commands targets. I think as an offensive play caller, you think – Oh, this guy's look good. This guy's not only is he good, he's dependable. So we can actually call plays for him. We can actually scheme him open, as opposed to his replacement, which is like we can't necessarily call the same plays. We can't necessarily, you know, have him, you know, be the first, second read option. You know, right. maybe we got to like be very selective. Like right. if they put Hamlin in there, I feel like they got to be very selective with like the play action passes right, right. But, and getting them down the field. I get, I get Patrick is valuable, but I guess what I'm really question is 
I don't think Patrick had much effect on Sutton. Oh yeah, I did, Judy. man. But I mean, maybe yeah. I, I just did it. Especially like Red Red Zone. Res, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, in this in this instance, definitely for sure. Hamler's not going to replace that at all, so it definitely yeah. going to help. Yeah, Sutton. Yeah, um, and Mike but, Boone was the other guy that I was talking about. I mean, we'll yeah, see what okay. Melvin Gordon looks like this Mike far. Is great. Yeah. yeah, remember he was hurt last year. He was hurt last year. So let's talk about another receiver three. Let's talk about Van Jefferson being out. It looks like uh, the Rams had, you know, a package set up just for him that 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 he was going to be integral in that offense. Van Jefferson going down is that relevant or or irrelevant? Uh, I think we still don't have clarity as far as the type of injury that he really had. I think we know mm-hmm. that he had a type of knee procedure. Sean McVay came out today. Uh, this is a uh, what Wednesday night we're recording this. Yeah, uh, you know, came out in the press conference said everything went well. You know, kind of gave us a lot of uh, positive news that they ex- expect they him back soon. Be ready maybe by week one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, I like Van Jefferson as just that. I liked him as like that late dart, uh, late round um, best ball pick because uh, you knew that he was going to be on the field. They run a lot of three wide receiver sets. As far as what this does for everyone else. Before you continue, yeah. just to update, um, it looks like the Rams, ESPN is reporting that Van Jefferson is going to have minor, whatever minor surgery is. I always laugh at minor surgery because I think every, all yeah. surgery is no, he had surgery. But minor surgery out just a few weeks, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, he had the surgery. So and apparently mm-hmm. everything went very well. And so, so we'll think, see. Do you think Patrick is more valuable than Jefferson? Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think Van Van Jefferson's role in that offense was really to extend the field and and be the deep threat. Okay, mm-hmm. you had to like honor that, and he was, I think, for the most part, pretty successful in that. Okay. You know. I guess I kind of see him the same. Yeah, that was one reason why I. That was one of the main reasons why I was drafting, you know, Van Jefferson and FFPC because I felt like, you know, his Bill secondary, you know, hurt young guys. You know, uh, that was one player that could potentially, you know, just have one of them like long bombs. Like all you need is one play, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if he doesn't, he's an easy drop. And you know, if he hits, you're, you can you're put him in. You're talking about the, the first look play. Yeah, the first yeah. look play. Yeah, uh, but. And that's what makes him a great best ball play, too, because you know he's going to get those shot plays. But I think you got Tutu Atwell coming in in the second year. He's someone who can slide into that role. Because you're not really asked, they didn't really ask Van Jefferson yeah, to do too, too much Atwell's else. Atwell's too small to play, man. But all you having him do is run down the field. Remember, I think they wanted him to be his Deshaun. <laughs> well, I think they wanted him to be his uh, the Deshaun Jackson. But you're not really, outside of like extending, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, you know, running those nine routes, those deep post routes, I started like really asking. I don't think you're really asking like Tutu Atwell or whatever third. And just run deep routes, though. I feel like he was involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think there was games where, you know, Odell didn't do much. Yeah. And Jefferson was getting a lot more play. Because I, I feel like I remember doing that during my defense yeah. play. But I, I may be off on yeah. that. I just see them similar. Yeah. So I kind of just kind of yeah. make a little bit more sense. And, and when, speaking of the Rams, I actually think the way we were looking at Woods and Cup last year mm-hmm. might be kind of similar to the situation we're having with the Broncos with Judy and Sutton. Mm. Yeah, you know, I I, I I guess what I'm really trying to say is I think it'd probably be smart if you're if you're you know doing a lot of draft, yeah, to maybe take stabs on both of them. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I I have like made a complete. I want to call it 180. Let's call it a 165 uh, with, <laughs> with Allen Robinson. I still am concerned that he has lost it. I mean, people keep posting these videos of camp. Allen yeah, Allen mm-hmm. Robinson. Yeah, people keep posting these videos and like, oh my goodness, he hasn't lost it, and I'm like. Not impressive whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. not impressive. Okay, he he had he made a contested catch. His issue was never his hands. You mm-hmm. know, 
the issue that I had with with him was the separation. Mm-hmm. And then people, you know, people are saying that okay, it was a bad year, bad quarterback, and this and that. Darnell Mooney still did fairly decent. Um, he still wasn't separating as well as he should have. You mm-hmm. know, it, so I still have questions as you know, as far as like, uh, you know, if he's lost mm-hmm. it uh, or you know, lost enough steps to not be relevant. But I think. You know, I'm coming around because I can't. Yeah, I can't. To the party, man. Yeah, I can't ignore what <laughs> everybody's saying. I know, man. but I can't ignore what everybody what they're saying out of camp. But I also can't ignore, you know, the Sean McVay. But this is what really is getting me on them is I am not convinced that they're going to be able to run the ball that they want. I still think they're going to want to be balanced and still have the threat of the run, so they'll still do it even if it's not like you know, even if they don't have a you know a, a very good yards per carry. Uh, just to set a play-action pass. But I think for this offense to move, it's going to have to be through the air. And, you know, teams are very aware of what Cup did last year. So maybe Sean McVay, you know, I guess, I, you know, I'll put trust in him that he can kind of get A-Rob uh, open, uh, you know, maybe in soft parts of the zone or get him in, in, in unique route patterns and things like that. So I've come around. I've realized that, like, I can't, you know, you can't fade it. And there have been some, like, I can't, you know, I, I hate that I can't credit the person who who uh, who uh, put this out. If I am like wrong, uh, which is very you know obviously uh, you know well within the realm of possibility about a Rob you know losing a step. Say he's like a Rob from two or three years ago. It is not unreasonable to think that he could be the wide receiver one, you know, on that team. Mm. Like he could outscore Cooper Cup because. I think you know. Obviously, Cooper Cup had this amazing year, mm-hmm. but the the way that this was broken down. So I know this, this is what I said at first. But the way that it was broken down was, you know, Cooper Cup's uh, production last year was a byproduct of just like very unusual circumstances. As far as like it was like the perfect storm that led to him. Like you know, obviously, you know the the rapport that was built, Cooper Cup being very good. You can't be that good and and produce those types of number and not produce or and produce those type of numbers. Uh, but it was a rapport that was built, you know, obviously that breakfast room narrative, but, you know, uh, Robert Woods going down, uh, OBJ kind of getting acclimated, nobody else. Kind of like game five or six, though. Yeah, right? but there were, there were weeks in there where Robert Woods was still producing. Uh, and then yeah, also the Rams. producing the whole yeah, time. But, but, but the, the, main thing, the main thing was the running game, the running game uh, with the uh, acres going out. And, you know, having to, like, kind of really depend on Daryl Henderson and Michelle. And even though they did, you know, an admirable job, I think it really kind of changed their offense. And it was something that defenses hadn't seen, you know. And, it, you know, so now you get tape. Uh, the, this particular report was talking about how Sean McVay has really wanted this X-type wide receiver. And now he has that wide receiver at the beginning of training camp. He gets to install this package. So, remember – we weren't on Cup last year, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about a couple of episodes ago. We weren't on Cup last year as a wide receiver one because we hadn't seen it yet. We didn't know that the play calling, uh, the first read was going to be Cup. So what if the playbook this year switches more to A-Rob? You know? What if defenses dictate that? I mean, we can say that, nah, it's going to be Cup, it's going to be Cup, but literally Cup did it for one year. That, you know, that, that wasn't like – and it's not like Cup was like, you know, going into his second or third year last year. So, I'm just saying it, it's a unique take. I'm not saying draft, you know, fade Cup, draft A-Rob like in the third round. I'm just saying it's – I think the Cup the, the cup um, shooting value occurred really because of the acquisition of Stafford. Mm-hmm. I think it was a thing where him yeah. and Stafford just had a connection just immediately off the bat. Absolutely. And yeah. – Cup's route running ability and how he's able to get open worked really well for 
you know, the strengths of, of Matt Stafford. So I think that – and I think it's, it's going to continue because from – and like I was saying, from game one all the way literally up until the Super Bowl, Cup was dominating every single team. Um, so there was no answer found for Cup. I, I don't see the Rams just saying, okay, hey, you know, let's just get away from this. I feel like it's still going to be there. But I do like A-Rob. And, you know, I've been drafted. I mean, yeah. you know, we've had our debates with A-Rob. Yeah. I've been on A-Rob the whole time. Um, I will say this. Where A-Rob is going now, I'm not as comfortable drafting him like I was before. Yeah. You know, before I was get, getting him in the fifth. Yeah. Now he's going in the early fourth. This is my thing. I, but I always go back to the tape. I mean, and I just – I hate that people keep throwing out, oh, you know, well – you know, he played with a bad quarterback, and it, he just was out. Yeah, like, go, I mean, like, you cannot watch that film from last year and think to yourself, like, he was not separating. And and this is the other thing, too, is that, like, I've heard this from multiple different reports that, like, the Bears felt like he had lost a step. Mm-hmm. The Bears Maybe. wanted to put him in the slot because they felt like he could – they felt like he had lost Maybe. it. So, like, if the Bears knew, like – and other teams felt this as well, potentially, because I think there was some uh, reports that uh, uh, other owners felt this as well, like – that that's the one thing. That's the only reason. Like I haven't like been like maybe oh was, you know um, all in love with a Rod like everybody else. Maybe it's to the Randy Moss situation with the Raiders. When Randy Moss went to the Raiders, he just literally just lost the desire to do anything. But to he me, went to the Patriots and he became. But that's kind of a cop out know, answer. Breaking. I feel no, like just, a, I feel like a Rob is not the is not a Randy. Number one, he's not a no, no, Randy no, Moss type he, target. But he's also like doesn't have like the Randy Moss type. Like Randy Moss is Randy Moss. Like his personality no, no, is very. Saying, I'm not saying you know, they have a similar yeah. personality or a similar skill set. What I'm really saying is maybe it just it became where he just lost the desire. I mean, like he just checked to really out. Perform. He was on a team that was. The Raiders were, were bad at that time. Yeah, but I feel like bad. I feel like that's a cop out answer. He's what twenty seven? How old is uh, a Rob? I don't know. You can't to lose the desire. Like di- to me, that's that a different in age is what Randy Moss was when he, he was with the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, that's a that's a character flaw. Uh, I mean, it's well, okay, but I get what I'm saying is number one, it's possible, and number two, I, I recall because I had a lot of a Rob not last year but the year before. But I recall there being a lot of games I was watching. and A Rob was actually open. And he wasn't getting the ball. And I, I think I recall the agent actually coming out and, and kind of making that a thing at one point. Like, you know, my guy is open and he's not even be able to get the touch. Well, he, so. wasn't, he wasn't getting open last year. Like, you, you mean, weren't putting I, on I a team and thinking like, oh, he's wide open. Oh, you missing him, he's wide year, open. But, but I guess what I'm saying is with this new change of scenery yep. and him being with a coach that uh, – offensive coach that brings excitement, an uh, offense that brings excitement, they're just coming off a of Super Bowl – him trying to prove everybody. I mean, and they paid him pretty well. You know, him trying to prove to everybody he's still who he is. Yeah. You know, I, again, I've always been on A-Rob. Um, I can definitely, when I hear you talk about him, I can kind of see where the concerns come. Um, but I just think he has a type, like you're saying, I mean, definitely not, you know, the wide receiver one on the team, but he has a type of situation yeah. where he can actually have a very successful season yeah. and be one of those very valuable plays. So Yeah, we'll see. He's a, he's a, he, I mean, he's Wait, an enigma me to me. Are you taking him in the fourth round now? Because he's, he's not going in the fifth anymore. Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. I got I had to, like, increase my shares. Uh, it just, it, you know, honestly, it kind of depends on the bill. It depends on, like, the draft I'm in. I took him in, uh, I think, the main event, actually, uh, in the fourth round. You know, I think I sent something out on Twitter. <laughs> I think I knew I was going with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. just to kind of you know, just to get a share, uh, you know, get a, get a share or two here or there. Because uh, I think I had already had a couple sudden shares. I've had my white. I got a ton of Mike Williams. I got got him in the fifth. You know, getting him in the fifth round. And I actually had DJ Moore shares. You know, before the news broke out too. So those are kind of like in and around the area that he goes. I'm not. A, I'm not a Marquise Brown fan. Uh, so. 
it's easy to like not necessarily go out there. I'm not grabbing Gabe Davis in that area. I got a ton of Brandon Cooks, and you can still get him in the fifth round too at times. So he's just kind of one of those guys like, you know, he's in that big tier. You know, I think we're all trying to figure out who from that tier, you know, can produce wide receiver one type numbers, can really like, you know, uh, you know, exceed their uh, draft you know, the draft or that draft ADP, so. You mentioned a player right there I still think is undervalued, and I think people should really probably strongly consider getting more of Brandon Cooks. Mm, Strongly, strongly, strongly. I don't have a lot of shares of Brandon Cooks. And just from what I've been uh, seeing, hey, this man is ready. By the way, Allen Robinson is 28. By the time season starts, he'll be 29. So yeah, he's he's is, and Twitter one. will let you know that he is younger than Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> they will let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, the league old too, though. Yeah, I'm t- I gotta, I gotta find this. If I find it, I'll, I'll retweet it. I mean, there were some very, very interesting points. Uh, it did a much better job of, of you know dissecting Cooper Cup's year because you do need a perfect storm for you to like have the literally the best wide receiver yeah. production year of, of all time, especially when it's coming out of nowhere. You yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's stick with receiver threes. James Washington goes down. Looks like he's going to be out eight to ten weeks with a fractured foot. How do you guys feel about that 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 Cowboys offense? Do you feel better about drafting C.D. Lamb slightly back into the first, or yeah, or are you still keeping him high end second round? No, I mean, I think I don't. Honestly, I think you know, back of the first, early second to me is does not matter who you take there. You okay. want to take them in the first, take them in the first. You want to take them in the second. I, none of that matters. Okay. Like, don't if you're drafting and mm-hmm. you're at the back end, don't think that oh, because the ADP says Steph Diggs go should go like in the first round. Uh, that I, I have can't to take, take him. Yeah, yeah. And then I can't take like whatever running back you like that typically goes in the second round. It literally does not matter. Yeah, okay? it yeah. does not matter at all. Uh, that's just one big ass tier. But in this situation, I kind of go back to how you felt about the Broncos. I don't think that this really matters much. I'm actually kind of like, you know, one player that I think I'm like starting to buy and I think may, we may end up seeing is like a real strong value mm-hmm. is Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I know we, you know, uh, some of us have been kind of down on the Cowboys, obviously, because they lost Cooper. They lost Wilson. Uh, they lost some of their offensive linemen. They're the Cowboys. <laughs> but, but you know, like, I think to me, the offense, Dak, you still have CD. Obviously, they draft Tolbert, who I think is a nice, like, you mm-hmm. know, nice, you know, I think you can put him in the slot. I think you can put him outside. Uh, I think he has reliable hands. I think that's a nice player. He's someone I think that obviously everybody's uh, been on. He, I don't necessarily know that his value changes, but he's been someone I've kind of targeted in the later rounds. Uh, but I don't think it matters. Like, James Washington, to me, is not a, you know, you could put whoever you want out there. I mean, if you want to put Noah Brown out there, whoever, you know. Like, I, like honestly, I don't think that that matters all that much. Okay. But Dak, to me, I think, I think we just see more running this year. Because I think he, you know. He I says think, that like he wants to run Yeah, I think. Like when, Dak is going to run? I think Dak is going, going to run. Because I think he's had the, number one, he's had the luxury of being more of a pocket passer because he's had the weapons to do all the work for him. And he's at the line, typically, to kind of keep him protected. Uh, but, two, like, he, he was coming off that injury, you know, yeah, uh, and he had to kind of stay healthy. Yeah, and he just – I think he didn't feel as comfortable. But I feel like when quarterbacks get pressed and you have it in you to be able to run, you run. And we have not seen that, you know, that breakout like we saw previously as far as rushing TDs and rushing yardage. Mm-hmm. If Dak scores 
five rushing TDs, mm-hmm. he is going to blow past his ADP. And I think that is well within the realm of possibility. So, and where he's going in drafts right now, like, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, to me, he goes after Trey Lance. So, so mm. let me play devil's advocate on that. Yeah. So, first of all, I, I'm on record for saying I think the Cowboys offense is going to take, uh, take a step back. Okay. I'm, I'm not very high on them at all. I think the losses they had was pretty significant. You know, yep. Cooper was important for their team as the wide receiver one. He was the one that the number one cornerback, you know, matched up with all the time. Yep. He's the one where he made big plays when needed, you know. And then Wilson, who people don't even talk about in Miami at all, but that loss, he was very important for the Cowboys last year. You know? Slot wide receiver. Yeah, he had a lot of plays where he, you know, he was the guy they found on third down. You know, he's the one that got him out of a bind, and I think they haven't really replaced him properly. Um, but as far as – and I'll go back to the replacement, but as far as Devil's Advocate, when you're talking about him not running as much as he was before, I think one thing or one factor we have to consider is that back when he was kind of running like crazy and had these, you know, these video game numbers, he was still trying to secure a new contract. You know, he was kind of playing for yeah. a new deal, you know, and he kind of – Wanted to put it all out there on the field a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily. Now, remember, I said I mentioned this last. And you know, I, again, I'm just playing advocate. It yeah. might not be the case, but remember, last year I was saying that now that they've paid him, you know, they might kind of put in his ear like, "Hey, you know, you're too valuable to risk yourself yeah. as much as you used to." Yeah. Because remember, they were hesitant to even give him a contract. You yeah. Know? It's almost like they didn't want to. But now it looks smart. Now, now, like now, it's not smart because if they would have paid him initially, they probably wouldn't have paid him as much of a contract as they ended up paying him because he kept getting better. Yeah, his value kind yeah. of increased. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I get it from a business point of view. Mm-hmm. You want to kind of see him prove it, and he, he proved it. Yeah, but compared know? to the current QB contract, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, definitely, definitely, definitely. But just real quick to interject, like the reasons that you're bringing up are the reasons why I think he's undervalued. And I'm not talking about the offense in general. And I think it is important to note that that was like the number one offense. So even if they regress, yeah. Even if they they were the number one offense, they were the number one offense. So even if they regress, like that's okay. I didn't know that. That's actually pretty impressive. But to me, like when it comes to Dak, like him not having those weapons to me increases his rushing value. So now that you have less guys that you can depend on to get open, running backs. He still has his running backs. Okay, let me ask you: When you say he's going to run, do you mean he's going to? Scramble like nobody's open yes. is going to run, or is yes. going to be designed runs? For I him? think he was very, very hesitant last year to run, and I think to to some degree, I think you know eventually defenses catch on that he's not going to run as much. But it's not He's just a running, but like, like I talk about scrambling. Game. They may also include include a little bit more RPO design runs, okay. like. But to me, like. He was a he's a big quarterback, yeah. and he was someone who was very a formidable force down at the goal line. Mm-hmm. And when you have somebody like a Zeke. You know, down there, defenses are going to key in so, on him. So, so I feel like he go. I feel like I feel like four to five rushing TDs to me. In my mind, I know this is hard to predict. In my mind, it's almost locked. So let me ask you: this. You, you don't think there's anything in the back of his conscience, like you know, a no, maybe I shouldn't no. do this because I don't want to hurt myself. That was a pretty good no. You you to, that's to what you're thinking last season. So this this is the thing. Yeah, and again, we can never get into mind. So I can't say that you're wrong. Uh, but like, but the, the same way that you had that kind of view. I had this view when I when I listened to Dak, and I mean he's spoken out on a lot of different issues from depression, 
you know, obviously the suicide of his brothers, you know, he's gone through quite a bit. Uh, but the leader that he's become, the leader that I see him out, you know, when he's, and I can't believe I'm saying this, you know, but, you know, he's been a leader on the field. But he is, but he's been a leader on the field and off the field, like holding these, you know, holding these, you know, little minutes. So, but when when you hear him talk, like he, to me, he does not strike me as a guy that like, is does not want to get hurt or like wants to preserve I mean, his body. He's I, about winning, and he hears the pressure. I got he you. plays for the Cowboys. He hears the pressure. They have yeah. not won a. When was the last time they won a playoff right. game? I mean, I got you, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely not saying any of this because this is what I I think or I've saw I've seen clues or this is something yeah. that you know I'm feeling. I'm just I guess I'm just playing what if you know yeah, the yeah. advocate game. Um, but the what if is he's going as a 12 quarterback off the board in many drafts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, he's, not, he's not going to hurt you, and he's he's going to the place where if you want a second quarterback, just a hedge. By the way, Kirk Cousins, I feel like is a great. We're going to talk about Kirk. Great, great, I've been on Kirk. He's I, next. I keep telling y'all, he's man. Next. He's next. Kirk let's Cousins is the new it. Stafford. I'm telling you. Don't yeah. let's just talk in. about it for a second. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to mention real quick the Robert right. for the Cowboys. All right. Um, yeah. Obviously, they still have uh, the rookie Jalen Tolbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who I think is a value. Yeah. Even before the James Washington value, because I don't think Gallup is coming. Anytime soon. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think you should be drafting Gallup where you're drafting now. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but yeah, I feel like Gallup should be going a lot lower. Um, but, yeah. they, but they have Agreed. TJ yeah. Dasher, mm-hmm. who's a big guy, like almost Sutton type size. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say he was undrafted the last year or the year before. Um, got yeah. injured last year, so we didn't see much of yeah. him. He's healthy now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yeah. he has good size. And then they also have, I think he's a rookie. His mm-hmm. name is Dennis Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him, but I've been hearing a little bit of buzz about him recently. Just another name, but they yeah. like him. Um, he's just playing a little bit of slot. Yeah. Almost playing like the Cedric Wilson role a little bit. Hmm. Um, so just keep those guys in the back of your mind. You know, stay yeah. ready, yeah. especially if you're playing Dynasty. So Yeah, guys, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button right yeah, now. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Yes, yes. A underscore underscore day of. Oh, my God. And, uh, now you're gonna make me have to like put in That's like exactly the headers into the head. <laughs> over there. It should, the it, it should be right here. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about uh, this Minnesota Vikings offense for a bit because I know that both of you guys either were or are high on Kirk Cousins. They've been we getting off on Dalvin Cook. Start off high. No, I've been high. Good. I've been high on this entire offense. No, no, no. From you the have, get-go. But from this the past get-go. week, they've gotten banged up a little bit. Listen, not only has Madison gotten banged up, Dalvin Cook has gotten banged up, Irv Smith is banged mm-hmm. up. Do you still feel the same way about that offense? Yes, because this offense got weapons. This offense got weapons. Okay. But uh, even losing their tight you, you, end, these injuries. These these are, are my concerned. Like, no, they're not concerned. They're irrelevant. Okay. Irrelevant. Like, they're irrelevant. Not irrelevant. I, I don't think unless it's a like a Patrick injury where we yeah. know he's gone mm-hmm. or even a severe injury where it's like we got to, you know, what I would, I always put in a group chat, you know, Irv Smith watch. You know, right, yeah, right, right. We got to right. start paying attention. Yeah. But the injuries we're talking about now, other than Irv Smith, who they're actually saying probably will be back by game one, yeah. none of these injuries are significant. So I don't think it changes anything. Like, you got to keep in mind, like, when you go through a season in NFL, like, if you really sit back and think about all the news and the training camp, you'll start to laugh at all the stuff that people were overreacting about yeah. like that wasn't important that you honestly just totally forgot about. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think yeah. this is one of those things right here. Okay. Um, now we'll say this. Mm-hmm. Dalvin has a history of dislocating his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big one. So it is something that to be aware of, you know, uh, I'm not saying definitely handcuff him, but you know, just, just know what you get into, I guess. Yeah. You know? And then on top of that, 
Dalvin Cook is not out of the woods as far as having to deal with the suspension. Mm. He actually got in trouble. I don't know if it was the offseason or last year. And uh, people are talking about it. They're talking about, obviously, Deshaun. They're talking about Kamara. Yeah. Uh, but nobody's talking about Dalvin. Yeah. You know, mm. so just kind of just, yeah. if it happens, don't be surprised, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I've been excited about this Viking offense as soon mm-hmm. as they signed O'Connell. Just because, and it, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, forget about, like, who they signed. Yeah. It's, like, who they got rid of. They got rid of a defensive-minded head coach. Who, who didn't even like the quarterback. Yeah, right, like, right, did right. not like the quarterback. That's imagine crazy. that. Like, imagine yeah. that. So, yeah. imagine your head coach not like, <laughs> like, not even, like, they did not like each other. They yeah. butted heads. So, like. Who was the offensive the, coordinator last year? Was it Kubiak? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kubiak's son, yeah. So, like. And I thought I feel like he did a pretty good job, but like obviously, like whoever was whoever the OC was mm-hmm. uh, under you know under that regime, like they were like, and they didn't really even have that, all that good of a defense last year, but they were like really kind of like at, you know had one arm held behind their back you know the entire season, and that offense still performed very well last year, like actually still performed very well yeah. uh, because I think it was out of necessity. But to me, like the Vikings for twenty twenty two, like their floor is last year. That's their that, like. That's the floor. Like that's as bad as it can get, you know. Yeah. And so, like, you see, there's so much upside. You obviously have a young, ascending talent in Justin Jefferson, yeah. one of the best wide receivers in the league last year. He says uh, he's the best right now. Oh, real quick, this is this a this com- <laughs> I like I like that. Yeah, hey. yeah, I, and, and I love that, that too. To yeah, because that says something. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that to me. That's what I want to hear. And quickly off topic, like the best wide receiver last year, when healthy, was Antonio Brown. All right, back onto the Vikings. <laughs> I'm not, man, I'm telling you, like, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown was literally, I don't know how he did it. Like, yeah. I don't know how he does it. He literally came off the street mm-hmm. and just would, like, come in and command double-digit targets. Go back and look at his healthy game log. He played it's the year before, sick. Though. Say what? He played back in 2020. Well, I'm saying. He didn't come off the well, street. Eh, you know, he was kind of going through his thing, you know. <laughs> he he, he helped him win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right. Anyway, go now, back. Back on the Vikings. It's funny that you bring this up because on my dynasty team, I'm trying because I had some abs. Yeah. I'm like, do I drop him? Oh, man, going? I he's would. <laughs> I drop. You know, he may be dumb, but he's so good. There is no way he's good. He's old as hell. And this is the thing. No way he comes back. And this is the thing. Coming back. No. Just knowing he has that talent. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could literally sign any team right now. This is the thing. Best wide receiver. Don't watch him when you watch the film. Watch the DBs. The amount of respect I've never seen. I've never seen defensive backs give a wide receiver this much respect. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants on the field. Like, yeah. and he, that's why he's always open. But it's, yeah. it's crazy. But back to the Vikings. Back yeah, to the Vikings. Vikings <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back so. to the Vikings. So I also like the Vikings because, like, I feel like their target share is like very concentrated. So mm-hmm. I think Thielen. You know, I don't. You know, who, to me, you know, even given how old he is, has always has been a value in drafts. Throughout, you know, the entire offseason, throughout the entire draft season. So that's somebody I love. K.J. Osborne, to me, is also a nice, like, uh, option you can pick up late. He basically, you know, I know we don't want to, you know, uh, make it a one-for-one comparison, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just view him as the Van Jefferson. But to me, he's someone who can actually, like, slot in and potentially take over for Thielen if if Thielen gets hurt. Oh, Tim Patrick. I, I think you, you really, I think you really underestimated how good you really is. Yeah, you know, no Tim Patrick because I think KJ Osborne. I had no, it, I love the player. I did not love the position because huh, Tim, okay. Tim Patrick is still, you know, he's not, he's still the number three in that offense. I don't draft number three wide receivers. Like, it's not going to. I, do I just feel like all, you know? all those guys are the same guy, but yeah, mm. no, I, and I think I think Tim Patrick is a much much better receiver. But 
But so, like, yes, yeah, concentrate, and then obviously you had Irv Smith coming back. And then you talk about the, the running back room. So, like, mm-hmm. this is the thing about this offense. Like, I don't think they're going to lose a beat if, if Cook gets hurt. And I love Cook this year, but I feel like the running backs will be involved in the passing game. Yeah. You know, I've kind of pulled away from drafting Alexander Madison. I blame you for this. You kind of, like, have been, like, throwing it in my <laughs> head. First it was Kenny Wanwu, and then, you know, Ty now we got Todd Chandler. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, and it's a, but the biggest thing is, like, it's a new regime. So, I can't, yeah. like, you can't just have it a given, like, to sort of draft him, like, you know, where he goes as far as those high-priced handcuffs without knowing for sure is a bit much and a bit rich. Yeah. So, I've been kind of holding off on that. But yeah, I still, yeah, like – Yeah, I got you. So, I still, like yeah, – so I still like, so I, I, But I feel like all those guys behind him are very, very talented. And all those guys behind him can, you know, play a role in the passing game. So, to yeah. me, this sets up – and the offensive line has improved. This sets up for Kirk Cousins to just, like, potentially, like, smash. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I, I think – I was saying that earlier. Kirk Cousins, man. Like, I, I would, re- I would rather have to- Cousins over Stafford. Like, easy. Like, that's not even close to me. You forgot to hmm. mention um, Emir Smith-Mirset. He was a rookie last year. Had a hundred yard game. I don't know rookies. who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget. I just don't know who that is. Yeah. Follow that player away. Okay. He was a rookie last year. He's, he's small. Yeah. But he he he's legit. Yeah. He's legit. All right. So let's talk about two. Oh, wait, top- wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Two comments. All right. Number one. And again, playing advocate. Yeah. All right. All right. Advocate or whatever. All right. Are we sure Kevin O'Connell is this great? Mastermind or great coach? That's no, absolutely not. Team. Okay, so so we're gambling. I mean, we're betting on. It. Yeah, betting but on. Okay. I do I do like a lot of the reports, and you don't hear a lot about the Vikings. So like, because, you got to go. I got to the athletics. Go to the you know you know locked on pods, but. I well, do you like what uh, Vikings locked on pod. Yeah, whenever I can't get enough, because you know sometimes Twitter just like you you get on one team and you hear everything about this team and then like you mentioned it. In a, in I ain't a, gonna lie, man. I, I avoid Twitter as much. As yeah, it, so, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it gets, but so like I I, I think the athletic is a great source because you can kind of mm-hmm. go and like you still got to be careful about like what you take, you know, and you take a lot of the grain of salt. But I think it's a great source and it's not very. I mean, it's like I think that, it's like a dollar a month right yeah. now. Yeah. So, but then the locked on pod too, you know, and sometimes again you got to like it's it's. It really depends on like who's hosting the pod and like mm-hmm. who, who's presenting the news, because some beat reporters are very like have a lot of homerism, so yeah. they're excited about everyone. You yeah. know, like you know, like the Rams, Jordan Rodriguez, like you know, great at what she does, but like she's very always excited about her players. Yeah. So Ram Cam Akers looks great; he's a hundred percent. But then you go back and actually read the report; it was literally just an interview. It wasn't like, oh, I saw him; right. he no. looks like explosive; he's a hundred percent. And so then yeah. people run with that, oh, he's a hundred percent. Well, he's telling you what he's a hundred percent. You know, yeah. so like. But with the Vikings, like, I love a lot of what's coming out as far as, like, how Cousins, you know, is really gelling, is really clicking mm. in camp. And some of that just may be just that his head coach doesn't hate him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but honestly, we should expect that. Cousins yeah. has been with the same weapons for the last yeah. three years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? Continuity is so, big. Exactly. Yeah. Like, these guys yeah. know each other. They know exactly, like, even from the running back, they know exactly yeah. where everybody's going to be. They've been successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, honestly, they're just bidding on something that's worked already. Yeah. yeah. But real quick, to Interject on the point you're making. Um, from my point of view, uh, as far as these, just speaking on the Twitter and these reports. Yeah. When, when I when I cipher through news, I think I mentioned in our group chat last year, but I want a reporter to literally just give me the facts. Yeah. Give me the objective. What's happening? Yeah. Let me make my opinion from that. Yeah. Like, let me decide whether I feel like that's good, bad, or you know whatever. Yeah. I don't like when I get news where it's like kind of like what you're saying. Oh, this person looks great. Oh, this person needs to make. It's probably going to make the team. You know, yeah. like stuff like that. That you're now interjecting your thoughts 
yeah. as news. Yeah, yeah. And people take that and yeah. run with and it. And run. Run, what? Oh man, you they run with bolt. it. Yeah. They take yeah. that baton and <laughs> so, so like, yeah. you ain't getting them back. You gotta wait for yeah. them to come back around the track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, that, so me, I, yeah. I mean, and, and also I've watched enough football where I know how things can be reported. Yeah. In reality, what it really means. Yeah. So. I guess some of it comes with experience, but I'm like, man, just give me the the actual information. Who's running with the ones, man? Who's running with the yeah, ones? Like, like, hey, that's, like that's objective. Yeah, like, like you can't, you can't yeah. your opinion on who's running with yeah. the ones. If they're running with the ones. They're running with the, except. Yeah. I think I saw a report. Who, what team was it? Where um, it was the Chargers, where this reporter was like, Eckler and uh, Spiller are the ones running with the ones. Nobody yeah. else. And another reporter was like, it's only Eckler and yeah. Kelly running with yeah. the ones. Yeah. <laughs> another report was was Kelly and. Uh, the other guy, but spilling these like. But this is a good thing. Something's not making sense. This yet. is a good thing, and that and that situation is kind of unique oh, too. Or even Ramondre Stevenson running with the yeah. ones. And yeah, But this is the thing about that. So that situation is like the the charter situation is unique because we've seen Roundtree and we've seen Roundtree, Kelly, yeah, and we and we've seen uh, Kelly. And to me, they are not good. So mm-hmm. if I am gonna bet on somebody and like take a chance, and it's a gamble because we still don't know for sure. But if I am like, I'm just gonna do it on Spiller, and, I don't, and I'm not even the hugest Spiller. Fan, but I I know what those others are or yeah. aren't. So like I'm okay. Like okay, let me just like put my chip on Spiller. The uh, the San Francisco one to me is the most interesting one, oh, and I yeah. tell you this for this reason. Like one, figuring out what Kyle Shanahan is gonna do. Like we we played this game a lot, you know, and yeah. it, and, it, and it's been tough. But the the thing about this, this is a kicker. Is like. We were all like shitting and talking down on Jeff Wilson. And I was a huge Jeff Wilson supporter last year. <laughs> and I was. But this is the thing about Jeff Wilson last year. No one talks about this. I think we only talk about, we only bring it up like when we like the player and we want to make excuses for the player. And we want to talk about, okay, this is why you should draft the players. Oh, yeah, he, had a, he was coming off an injury last year. That's why he wasn't playing as well. Yeah. Jeff Wilson like fought his way back from injury. Like, yeah. and, like immediately and was trying to get out there as much. And they needed him too because they didn't really, because they didn't, you know, they, they didn't believe in Sermon. Sermon was not, not ready. He was not producing. Woody. So, like, he came back off of that knee injury and really, I think, like, was not himself. And so, and again, take it with a grain of salt, like, and I want to see some video footage of this, but, like, apparently, like, he looks very explosive in cap. Yeah, yeah, so, if he looks explosive, this is what makes the, okay, Ty Davis Price. Now, I still have my chip on Ty Davis Price, but this is what makes that kind of, uh, you know, a tough backfield. Like reality, man, all of them. I've heard reports. I've, I've seen all of them having some kind of supportive type news yeah, coming yeah. out. And when I say all of them, I mean, you know, it's crazy. I haven't seen much Elijah Mitchell, which is the starter, you know. But He's I've running seen, with the ones. He's running I mean, with the yeah, ones. he's running with the ones. But I haven't <laughs> seen high praise, but I've seen people yeah. who hype up the rookie, Price yeah. Davis. I've seen people hype up Wilson. I've seen people hype up Trey Sermon. Yeah. I've seen people hype up uh, the the seventh-round rookie. Or was he undrafted? Jordan Mason. He's yeah. undrafted. Uh, who's really the, the dynasty sleeper y'all should be looking at. Um, mm. But it just lets you know that it's one of those things where, because first of all, they're probably going to be hit by injuries. That's just yeah, it's a forty nine curse. Something about that running back room. Maybe they should. Well, this is the thing. This is about that running back room. This is the thing. And this is I, we should I, we, look. Let's, we just got a San Francisco topic right now, but <laughs> running back topic. But they're going to lead the league in rushing. Like, they are going to lead the league in rushing. So, remember there was that talk about, you know, this being a running back by committee and this and that. And I think some of that has quieted down. But, like, it has to be a running back by committee. Elijah Mitchell is not going to get 50 carries a game. He's not going to get 40 carries a game. He's not going to get 30 carries a game, okay? 
They talk about like literally wanting to run the ball at the very least 30 times a game, if not 40 times a game. I sent y'all like those like articles about like how, you know, uh, you know, Shanahan has viewed this offense or at least, you know, scheme the, uh, wanted to scheme the offense in, in, as far as game planning and whatnot. And he really, he believes like if they can like hit 30 plus as far as rush attempts, they have a very high percentage of winning. And it yeah. bears out like when you look historically at their win-loss record and their win-loss splits. So if we know they run to run that much, just pencil Elijah Mitchell in for about 15. So that means somebody else is going to have to. that somebody might be Trey Lance? Some of it's going to be Trey Lance. Okay. A little bit of it's going to be Devo. But definitely some of it's going to have to be another RB that's going to come in. So that's where that running back. The issue I have with this backfield as far as like drafting anybody super high uh, and why I probably need to calm down on some of my Ty Davis price shares you is a lot of them. I have, I have. Okay, yeah, but he was going a lot cheaper before. But the reason I need to calm down on it is because not, I don't think any of them are really going to see a lot of work in the passing game. But hmm. they're all and, and this is we haven't really been talking about who's this they, either. Who's their, their offensive line. Receipt? Who's their passing down back? It's been it's Somebody last year was Kyle Uzcheck who kind of think it led the, led the way. Before that it was Jared McKinnon, but uh, maybe it's Jermichael Hastings. I don't know. I don't know. Is he still on the team? Hastings. He's still on the team. He's still on the team. And I think he apparently he may make the team because of special teams. But this is the other God issue too with this team is the offensive line issues that they've had. You know. Uh, they lo- you know, they've lost a number of different offensive linemen, uh, free agency and retirement. So, and there's been talks about like the offensive line or the offense in general, uh, their center, I forget the, uh, his name, uh, but there's been talks about like the, uh, offensive line or the offense in general, like really getting beat up by the defense. And that just maybe because their defense is like really, really good practice? Yeah, in practice. Oh. So if their offensive line can't create the same, like, you know, um, uh, you know, open rushing lanes as they did last year, that may be tough. Let me we'll ask see. you this. With the running backs healthy, because <clears throat> I think you were talking about it uh, several weeks back, how when the season started, Debo wasn't playing as much running back. He was strictly playing receiver. He was doing very well, yeah. you know, but he was strictly playing receiver. Um, and then the kind of shift occurred. Mm-hmm. And it just ha- has me kind of wondering, um, was the shift due to the fact that they were having injuries in the backfield, so they had to utilize him more, or they decided they wanted to use his skill set more there? And if that's the case, with everybody now starting off healthy, and you know, if some, if everybody stays healthy, will they use Debo in the backfield as much? I strongly believe that. Uh, I've read some interesting that, that they will that they won't that they won't be using Debo as that much. They won't be, using they, they won't be because mm-hmm. of they. And I think that was one of the reasons why they brought in Ty Davis Price, okay, okay to help bolster that uh, RB room. They said we're going to have somebody back who, who's competent. Gotcha. Y'all figure it out amongst yourselves, but one of y'all need to be ready if Elijah Mitchell goes down, and likely given that he. Baseline is like a smaller frame. You know, I think he's bulked up this year, but baseline, baseline is a smaller frame. You know, he's probably going to get you know, banged up at some point throughout the year. But then you also bring in Trey Lance. This offense is very unique to me because, like, when you read about, like, Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, deficiencies, his weaknesses and his strengths, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, weaknesses, you know, having difficulty with rollouts and play-action pass, strengths, you know, operating over the middle of the field. And then you hear about Trey Lance's strengths, you know, deep ball, rolling out his feet. This offense could look drastically different. And so I think that'll help out the run game. That'll help combat some of the uh, offensive line uh, deficiencies. But I have no idea what it's going to look like from a standpoint of Debo because as great as Debo was last year, he's not the greatest wide receiver, okay? He's not. He, he, he doesn't run great routes. Sometimes, apparently, like, apparently he runs the wrong routes a lot, <laughs> but he's just <laughs> such a beast. 
like he Debo's dudes. Like he's yeah. such a beast, you know, with the ball just in his hands. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo, like he operated where Jimmy Garoppolo operated the best, which is in that short and intermediate route and over the middle. He's a big body receiver that you can get over the middle. Last year too, right? Yeah. Maybe took some of that. And Garoppolo, that's all he wanted to do was hit over the middle. So now you bring. So I think this offense is going to look a lot different than than last year. I know you're. You've been high. Well, I think you've been high on Elijah Mitchell. Is that still the case? Never been high on Elijah Mitchell. Okay. I'm underweight on Elijah Mitchell. I am 100% fine, though, drafting Elijah Mitchell in the okay. fifth or sixth round based on my build. Okay. Like, if he were my running back one, I have no issues with that. I would want to, like, take a stab at one of the other San Francisco running backs. To, like, so you're not lock fading up. him? No, I'm not fading him by any okay. means. In fact, like, when the news came out that this was going to be, like, a running back by committee, I jumped in drafts for that very reason that I talked about early. Like, he can't get all the work. Like, they run the ball way too much for him to get all the work. Okay. So, you know, he's not – again, I don't, I don't think that he's someone who's going to be like uh, give you overall RB1 type numbers, but I think he's someone like if you go zero RB and you're getting him in like in the sixth round and somebody to like bolster your RB – you know, your uh, that RB1 spot or the RB2 spot, I don't think that's a, that's a bad look at all. I'm a little concerned about him. Just yeah. with all those pieces. Yeah. If I mean, are they going to – Make everybody active. Like, are they going to make the final roster? Because if they are, they can't. They can't keep all of them. They can't keep all of them. But but then you start thinking: Are they going to get rid of Price Davis? No. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The issue is, I don't see them cutting Sermon. I mean, maybe they can, and I don't see them cutting Wilson. Yeah. The the issue with Elijah Mitchell, and this is why I'm underweight on him. uh, But again, depending on the bill, the issue with Elijah Mitchell is okay. We already know. Uh, we don't. We shouldn't say this, but he didn't get you know a lot of receptions last year. Mm -hmm. So that to me hurts. I don't like that in my running backs. But two, now that they bring in Ty Davis Price, and if you haven't seen Ty, Ty Davis Price film from like LSU, like go back and watch him. Like, dude is a beast. Like, yeah. dude is a beast. Yeah. I think he, I think he's better. I honestly yeah. think he's better. And, and and there's an interesting stat about like how he improves as the game goes on. So like he's like a punishing back, you know, not Den, not Derrick Henry, uh, you know, as far as like running style and things like that, but very Derrick Henry like like you give this guy touches, touches, touches. Come third quarter, come fourth quarter, defense is going to be tired of tackling him. He's going to be breaking off, you know, runs. And he ran a lot faster than we anticipated and we expected at his pro day. Okay. So, like, I think he put up a 4-4, uh, which was something that, like, I wasn't I expecting. I I think he ran a 4-4. So. Let me – let me. Yeah, it's a pro day, so. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I'm just slightly concerned. I feel like if they have a lot of guys active – they're going to mm-hmm. use guys, and, you know, there's only so many carries. Like you said, they might be they might be the number one running team. We'll see, but. Yeah, you ran a 4-4-8. But this is the oh, thing wow. about, but even, but even though they keep a lot of, uh, even though they keep a lot of running backs, if you look from game to game to game to game, it's usually still just one or two running backs. It's not like they rotate in three or four running backs. Yeah. So I think they go into it game planning. Okay, well, you're the lead back. Year, and though, back. Last year they had a just, I feel like you can't really tell much from last year because they had so many injuries mm-hmm. from the jump, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, but, game one, Wilson wasn't there. Most got hurt game one. But at the end of the year, everybody was healthy. When, when, when Mitchell Most, came back. Mitchell was still gone. When, Mitchell was back, yeah. When Mitchell, when Mitchell came back healthy, Wilson Mitchell was, was healthy, Wilson was back, and Trey Sermon was been healthy pretty and much. Trey Trey but that's the thing is like and Jermichael Hasey. So everybody was healthy, but Mitchell still got the far majority of the work. Mm-hmm. So I think when you look back historically at the running backs, you know, from a game to game basis, I don't think it's like I don't think it's like the Patriots where you have three or four running backs like getting 30 to 33 percent of the kit uh, uh, offensive snaps. 
I think it's really one guy and then someone to spell him and then maybe like someone getting five to 10 percent of snaps here or there. So I think you can like still target that backfield with the idea that they get the majority of the reps. And you just got to hope that like they are like very efficient in their yards for a carry and hopefully fall in the end zone, maybe get a catch or two here or there. And that's good enough. Dynasty hmm. people get Jordan Mason if you can fit him on your yeah. roster. All right, guys, since we have some time right now, please check out Full-Time Fantasy World Championships, FFWC. We drafted in a best ball league. Extremely fun. I love the interface inside the actual draft, how they color code it. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun website. A lot of sharks um, on FFWC. Actually, these two guys uh, were actually drafted in it as well. Um, so please check out that website, FFWC, Full-Time Fantasy World Championships. I do want to talk about something else. Let's talk about David Montgomery being on special teams. Um, he said that he saw his name on a depth chart. and it was like, all right, my name is on a depth chart. I'm going to go out there and do it. How do you guys feel about someone who's drafted in early to mid-fourth round as a what, running what back? What special teams was he playing? I mean, he's on his special teams, like, 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 like just he was period. A return guy, or he was I don't think like, he was a return guy, but I mean, but like he was like on how do you feel about your starting running back, your fourth I, round running back? It bothers like, that you me, but I know Abby, you, you actually liked it or something. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of joking. I, I felt like <laughs> I, I need more context. All right, because uh, right. if he was like, if they put him on special team, then like, okay, we want you to return punts, we want you to return kickoffs. Yeah, like. I don't think any of us think of David Montgomery and think, okay, like, man, that's a fast, elusive dude. Like, no. let's put him back there. The Bears, who they gonna put back there? But all right, David, go ahead. Get yeah, well, they should put your boy Travis Ebner back there. You know, so trusting that, trusting, uh, trusting, trusting yeah, uh, Ebner. Trusting yeah, sorry, that's sorry, a sorry, trusting. Matter of fact, they probably should actually. Yeah, they probably should. So, uh, but. Yeah, I would need more context. I, honestly, I think that that, to me, is largely irrelevant. Because I think when you dive into, like, everything that's kind of come out, you listen to what the coaches have said uh, uh, when it comes to David Montgomery, I think it's been more positive than not. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten a far majority, I think, of the uh, first-team reps. And he's and they, the, the, the way that they talk about him, this, this is what's important to me, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is why I think I'm taking stabs at David Montgomery when he falls, especially into the fifth round. To me, he's the last in that tier in that fifth round. Like, I'd rather have David Montgomery over Akers. He's the last mm. in that tier that could potentially be a full workhorse back. And I'll tell mm. you because he is the best pass protector. And that's important from a standpoint of they already have a very, very deficient O-line. Mm-hmm. So putting a rookie back there that you maybe not trust in that or putting, you know, a lesser pass protector back there uh, on an already deficient O-line does not make a lot of sense. But mm. two, also, like, he's an experienced back. So who's going to run that two-minute offense? Who's going to run that four-minute offense when they're behind? And they're going to be behind in games because I don't think their defense is all that good. So who's going to run that? Who's, 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 who's going to be in that spot? Yeah. I don't, again, I don't see – it's rare that rookies come in and take that role. Yeah. When so you, When you bring up the rookie, are you talking about Ebner? I'm talking about Ebner. I'm also talking about players that are coming in. Somebody, well, a young Ebner, player like Evans. The only, Ebner's the only rookie. Yeah. I don't, think, I, I don't think he's the David Montgomery replacement. So I don't think you need to be worried about him. No, I'm not worried about him. But what I'm saying is when I look at that backfield, to me, Montgomery is so much better than those other. And the coaches have basically alluded to this as well. He's so much better in that area than the other backs that, to me, it makes it seem like he's more of a lock for that role. And that's what I care about. Would it be crazy if I said I think those other backs might be better than Montgomery? Would it be crazy if I said that? But to me, that's not the argument. 
Uh, and I don't think it's crazy to say that, but that's not the argument. To me, the argument is you have a veteran back that can do it all. Okay. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, we know that he's not great in those, but who are you going to trust? You're a new coaching scheme. So you, uh, trust-wise. Yeah. Trust wise. Okay. You're a new coach, you know, head coach OC that's coming in. Probably one of the worst O-lines in the, uh, in the, uh, in the NFL. Do you really want to trust this with like young players who you're going to be worried about just not being in the right spot? Not being able to pass block. So that's what I see. So if you're if you're gonna be de- this is my same the same argument I had for DeAndre Swift last year, you know, as far as like that, you know, you know, getting these receptions. And it's a head coach that has been known to throw or an OC that has been known uh to throw to the running backs, at least with his time in Green Bay, you know. So and they've talked and he's talked about his he won his running he wants his running backs to be able to like run routes almost like wide receivers. Yeah. So there's already been hints so, that they're gonna use it. So I like Montgomery because I feel like Again, you're not gonna get, he's not going to get 100% of the carries, but all he needs is 15 carries a game. And if he gets four to five targets a game because yeah. they're going to be down a lot, that to me is an RB1. So, so if that's how you feel about him, how do you really feel about him playing special teams? Because what does that really say? Right, that, that's right. why I said I need more context. If that was like a one-off thing, I think that was a one-off. Because if you go – Is you, it a one-off thing? Because I didn't, I didn't I don't see know. We don't know yet. I don't know. We don't know. Like, it could have been just like a joke, right? Like, and then, like, he runs out there. I'm, to me, honestly, I'm not, I'm not putting much into it mm-hmm. at this stage right now because nothing based off of what coaches have said was been reported in athletics, have you, have you, running with have the you ones. Seen like any of the reps? Like, has anybody else been getting first-team reps at running back at all? Uh yeah, Herbert Herbert I think he's been he's been, he's been, he's been Has mixing in. Evans been getting any first team reps? Uh, that I don't think, but I, I I'm not 100 sure. On I that. know Ebner's been getting run. I don't know if it's been first team, but he's been getting burned. Like they've yeah. been and they've been they've actually been hyping him up, you know, a little bit. Yeah, but he he's a different type of back. He's yeah. a speedster. Um, kind of more stocky, yeah. Well, and this is stocky, yeah, but shorter. So and this is a time of year where bats like backs like that who are young, fresh, athletic, fast. They're going to get a lot of hype because they look good. They're going to look good. When you see them on the right. field, they're so much more fast and twitchy. You're like, oh, that's David Montgomery. This is Ep-. Like, they just look different. Mm-hmm. But then when you're actually in an NFL game yeah. and the coach is like, man, like, I need somebody who's not going to fumble. I need somebody who's going to be able to pick up this block. I need somebody who I can trust at the goal line. Yeah. Like, to me, David Montgomery is so far ahead of those guys, at least at this stage. And it's like one of those things where it's like, this is like the last year I probably will ever be in on David Montgomery, but this is the last year where he just may see the majority of the workload yeah. before getting hurt. Let's not forget, it's a new coach regime, so really, and you so that just throw things totally off. Yeah, so um, go go back and listen. I mean, you can go like it's there's a couple of like uh, clips on YouTube in uh, a number of different articles where it's literally the the OC and the head coach specifically speaking on Montgomery, and yeah, it may just be coach speak. But you can decipher through some of it. You know, when they talk about, they don't have to talk about his route running in his hands. Like you don't, like when you when you're talking up your back, you don't have to say those things. You can just give generic terms like he's a hard worker, he shows up every day, he gives a hundred percent. You don't need to say things like I love the way he runs routes or I feel like he can run the you know, full route tree. To me, that tells me in the back of my mind that I'm already thinking about or considering him, or he's he's not an afterthought when it comes to the passing game yeah. so it's like little things like that to me that like is just enough to like okay i don't like taking running back you know in that range because of some of those wide receivers but you know i'm not definitely not taking acres uh and i had to do it in the main because he fell to you know the uh, 501 you took acres at 501 no i took uh montgomery, oh, montgomery that's right. i would have oh, yeah. passed it acres at 501 too this on your main at some point yeah, yeah, it's it's coming together. It's it's still going on. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting on the clock. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I've been sitting on the clock. <laughs> I've been sitting on the clock. No, no, not not right now. But you know, 
I mean, I got back-to-back picks. Like, I got two picks, okay? So if I sit on the clock for six hours, technically, you know, that's six hours for two picks and not, and not one. like 12 mm, hours for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Marquise Brown gets arrested for speeding. I don't think it's a big deal. I think no suspension there. It's yeah. speeding. But do you guys see it's it? criminal charges, like, though. It's, an arre- it's, it's speeding. speeding it is speeding. It's speeding. On criminal charges. It's a, it's, think, at most, it's, it's a misdemeanor. in Arizona. Yeah. Or if you would have done yeah. it like anywhere else. But it's still criminal charges. It's know. speeding, Okay, man. I mean, I'm just telling I mean, I don't know. I mean, no, but Abby, so, Abby's right, though. If they do charge them criminally, they might. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, man. who knows what the NFL yeah. is going to do? Man. We're figuring this stuff out as we go. Yeah, 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 really, that's what's going on. Like, we we don't know. <laughs> if they suspend them a single game for speeding. Yeah. They might. Yeah, they yeah, might. Yeah. Honestly, it is a criminal charge. Yeah. All right, all right. So, let's talk about, I think we only have time just for one topic today. Yeah, I know you guys want it. We can go like five more. Man, we're an hour and a half in. Um, so, well, really, like an hour in. Um, so let's talk about the Pats offense. I know both of you guys wanted to talk about the Pats. Let's talk about the Pats offense. Um, I'm out on Mac Jones. I think he sucks. I'm you on what out. You've never been in. Never that's, been in. Like you that's hate fair. Mac Jones. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. I really. I'm, I'm trying to figure out so what so bad. Trying to figure out what I hate is coming from. He's so bad. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys see any value <laughs> on that Pats offense outside of Damian Harris, who I actually like? Yes, Kendrick Bourne, Abby. <laughs> okay. Uh, Drag no. Kendrick Bourne, man. Drag Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, this is like the uh, definition of a best ball uh, selection. Yeah, that that cop out answer. Yeah, he's better for best ball. This, this, this whole team, the whole team. Oh, okay. <laughs> Name a player. They better for best ball. Uh, yeah, no, Take I mean. So, I mean, from a receiving core, like, good luck determining when Kendrick Bourne is going to hit in redraft. Immediately. Every, so, you're going to feel comfable just sliding them in and putting them in your, in your starting lineup? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe. Yeah. Hey, I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a believer. Play, every, I, yeah. What I tell Dorsey, I tell Dorsey, man, week one is like Christmas. Like, you have to open up your presents. You got to see what you got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. There, there be a guy I can tell seven that's a dud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell you Kendrick Warren going to be on the bench. If you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think they have, I mean, I've heard, I mean, I've heard, obviously, we've heard all the Devontae Parker hype. Uh, looks like, you know, the wide receiver, you know, round one. Uh, draft pick that he was once mm-hmm. was, um, you know, I've heard some hype on Aguilar actually, uh, mm. you know, being on the, you know, potentially, you know, on the field during two wide receiver sets. And then they still obviously have Jacoby Myers. I've heard that he's still like the, uh, you know, uh, Max uh, favorite target, go-to target. Mm. Uh, so I think it's going to be hard to figure that out week to week. And then obviously you have Hunter Henry, which I've heard is like still John one of his favorites. A little bit this year. Yeah. John- but, so I've heard Hunter Henry still his favorite target in the red zone. And then, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they paid John Smith all this money. Yeah, that's the thing. There was a lot of issues, like, in the offseason last year mm-hmm. where he wasn't there. I think he had a new child and COVID right and things too. like that. Yeah, yeah. And basically, we know, undrafted. We know he can run the ball. He's one of the most yeah. athletic tight ends. Yeah, so maybe they incorporate him. Uh, you got a new OC. Uh, Patricia, apparently, is going to be the one calling plays. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I really don't know. That? They said that? I, I think, think so. Oh, who have? knows? Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Who knows? But so a lot of like just like not only unknowns, but just like so many different options that it's gonna be hard to guess on who, a week to week. Who's the running back you're going after, Harris or Stevenson? Uh, so I was getting Ramondre Stevenson, and I'm not getting him to like with the idea that like okay, like he's gonna emerge as an RB one. Mm-hmm. When I was drafting him, I was drafting him as like okay, like if James White is hurt, you know, he could potentially soak up some of the. 
passing downs work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if Damian Harris gets hurt or traded or whatever, then we see an even much larger role for those games that he plays. Yeah. You know, for Are you me. worried about the rookies at all? No. And they, they may show up, but no, not really, not really. And I'm not saying that they can't, but you know I think Ramondre is that good. Like, I, thought, I talked about him last year, remember? I was like. Yeah, you were, you were high on him. Yeah. You know, there's a guy um, that I heard has is, is been getting a lot of reps. Who? Ty Montgomery. Yeah, that's mm. the other thing. So, like, mm. maybe mm. who knows if he's, like, the James White replacement. Like, yeah, there's a lot that you don't know. probably trust, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, you know, vet kind of coming in. But, so, I only like this offense. Like, I, I probably will have zero Damian Harris because you, you just rarely see him on third downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't catch and the ball. You don't catch the ball. Like, you got to rely on the TD efficiency uh, from last year. I just, you know, something I want to lean on. He did. Yeah, he's, yeah, still yeah, he's still good. Yeah, he's still good. He did. He's still good. Yeah, yeah. I sat him, and that was, I think, an island game Thursday night. Yeah. He scored, like, three touchdowns. I think it was Ooh. a snow game. Yeah. Three touchdowns. Maybe it was a Chargers game. Yeah. yeah. I was sick. But, see, that goes, <laughs> that goes to, like, draft philosophy. So, like, you can try and get all these guys thinking, like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I'm just, you know, Damian Harrison, like, the 12th round or whatever, or the 10th round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just players like that. Like, but the thing about these players is, like, are you going to have confidence starting them, putting them in your lineup? Are you going to yeah. be pissed when they give you a dud? So, like, I care less about, like, overall, like, you know, people put things out on Twitter, like, oh, he's going to finish, yeah, you know, oh, hire more yeah, fans. I, to me, like, the number one thing I'm thinking about when it comes to drafting, like, my number one thing is, like, what is this guy's points per game going to look like? Yeah. You know? And then second is kind of consistency. And then everything else kind of, like, falls in but, after but, that. But, I mean, but Harris was not a bad play weekly last year, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he wasn't he, that bad of a play. He was actually yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, just, he didn't give you the high, high ceiling, but you didn't, you didn't draft him to a place where But that's the thing. is like, now I feel like, I feel like I, you know, I missed out yeah. on that. Like, it, it, me expecting him to score as many TDs as yeah, he did last year. Have, especially Stevenson now getting more acclimated. Yeah. Um, and again, they have two rookies. They they drafted a fourth rounder and a sixth. Oh, Pierre Strong, I know. I wish he would have gone someplace else, but yeah. You know, and we'll they see. had uh, Kevin Harris. Yeah, and know, people so. have been talking about Pierre Strong as being like taking over to Kevin, you know, James uh, White. yeah, James White role. And I just, I felt like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not seeing that. I feel yeah, like I he's a bigger. It. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah, a bigger yeah, bag. Like he, yeah, you know, like. He's kind of like a one cut and go. Like he's very athletic. Yeah, he has you know decent hands, but I don't see like to me like from like a route running standpoint. Like yeah, you know, I, I that I didn't see. What do you think that. about Mac Jones? I'm not I don't, from fantasy wise or just a, yeah. I wouldn't draft him in fantasy. I see very little if advantage now. If week one and week two he had like quarterback eleven numbers. No, I, I'm not interested in that. Not interested at all. No, like zero I, interest. I just think he's. he's I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't like him in. I just think Redraft, he's free. best ball, or anything. I think he's free, and he just seems like the type of player where I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up throwing like three touchdowns a game. No, I would. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I mean, wouldn't. He, remember, coming out of the draft, a lot of players or a lot of teams were saying he was the most accurate, you know, pro-ready type yeah. quarterback. Sure. Uh, was it um, Devontae Smith said he felt like he was a better quarterback than uh, – was it Tua, I think? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I mean, there's something there. Remember, when he got drafted, nobody was high on him. And he kind of showed us that, yeah. hey, he might belong. You he know? showed so y'all. It would, have to, it would have to be in, like, two QB leagues. I just see so little upside in yeah. that. I mean, he's, he's an arm. Yeah. He's an arm. You know, he's, he's just like – I'm not going to say he's as good as Stafford. But Stafford's not running the ball. 
Brady's not running the ball. I'm not saying Stafford. He, I'm not saying he's Brady. So, but, but these guys are not running the ball either. They're all yeah. The arms. difference between mm-hmm. those guys is those guys can put up a lot of TDs in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't. I don't think it's impossible for for Mac to throw TDs. It's not impossible. I'm just not in. Especially, on it. especially if they don't run as much. Especially well, like with that being said, why wouldn't they run as much though? I mean, I mean, different offense. We don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know? So why, are you why so wouldn't hard? they run as much? There's nothing we, that we, speaks we to them. Why are you so high on Kendrick Bourne though? Like, talk about that for a second. Kendrick Bourne last year was had a, a sneaky good season last year. Um, I was looking at his numbers. He actually was one of the more efficient wide receivers in the league last year. Um, he has the size. They used him in the running game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he didn't start off the season as the guy, but as the season progressed, he actually was the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was an injury or just something just kind of sizzled at the very end of the season, but there was a lot of weeks where he was like a top – 12 wide receiver. Yeah. You know, now add the fact that it's another season. Mm-hmm. You know, remember he was signed last year. Yeah. Um, they gave him a pretty hefty contract. Yeah. Uh, I remember saying draft time last year that, or maybe it was even early in the season, I was like, I put on Twitter, like, you know, they gave Bourne this contract. Are they ever going to use him? You yeah. Know, I remember yeah, saying yeah. that because I, I was looking for him. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I never was high on Bourne when he was with the 49ers, but that contract was a little eye opening. Um, but again, once they actually did get him in the fold, he was performing. And he he out of all their receivers, he is the type of player that I feel like can have, you know, that game breaking type, you know, outcome. You know, I don't Parker's cool, he's talented, but he's a wide receiver. You know, he he's gonna get you your catches. You know, he might have a spike games here and there, but he's that's all he's gonna do for you. Myers, one of those possession type receivers, almost like a Jarvis Landry type guy for me. Um and, and Aguilar, Aguilar is cool, but come on, man. Have we ever really cared about Aguilar? No. Except for that, maybe that one season in the Raiders. Um, Aguilar might even get traded while you're tripping. So, um, I, Bourne is a guy that you can get at the very end of the draft. And I, it might be more of a value play, but you get him at the very end of the draft. Again, a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if by week six you could have him in your lineup comfortably. Um, you know, and, and I, I just really like the setup for him, mm-hmm. you know. And I want to kind of be ahead of the curve, so I don't want people to be like, ah, you're late to the party. <laughs> yeah. remember Dale said Kendrick Bourne. No, nah, I don't see it. I don't see it. But that's all we got this week, guys. Like, we, like, really ran over on some of the uh, topics. Yeah, yeah, look, Good episode. Let's tell y'all something. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I bring up guys to these, guys, these dudes right here, yeah. and initially every single time. Every nah, single time. I was, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the guy comes out and does something. Well, this is the thing with, this, but this is what I'm saying with Kendrick Bourne. I know he's going to do something. I just don't think it's very going to be very predictable. You don't think it's gonna be I think he's going to have a lot of dud weeks, and then you add in. Right. I mean, like I just, it, I mean, it might, it might be a lot of dud weeks, but it can also be yeah. a lot of good weeks. You know, so. Uh, yeah, but not good. enough to like where I'm going to be like willing to like have zeros in my lineup. I don't think he's going to ever give you zero. That's the thing. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a, a substantial part of that offense, and that's all I'm saying. Just remember I said it. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm we will saying, remember you said it. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will. Yeah, we like, remember you were high on Kendrick Boy. I can show y'all or tell y'all that can prove what I'm saying, but but once it happens, you know. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. Time <laughs> step. Yeah. Uh, Did the same thing with Logan Thomas. All right. Yeah. Fair okay. Oh, you wouldn't have been Logan. Is he your Logan Thomas this year? No, wow. He, he went back a couple of seasons. I do, have, I do have some tight ends, but we'll talk about that in a different show. All right. All right, guys. That's that's the end of the show this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. Peace.
it's the same for you But when you're not around I lose my mind Cause you keep it like a secret Why won't you reveal it? Just please 